Oh, hey. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. What's up? Hey, dude. How's it going, bro? Dude, it's good, man. It's good. You're just putting some gloves on over there. Yeah, it's a chilly one. It's chilly. It's like, hasn't been this chilly, though. I mean, let me scratch that and try that again. Yeah. (laughs) It's not chilly now. It's been chillier. It has been chillier. It's been like in the 30s. Yeah. It's been the desert winter. The desert winter. Just that cold, like, sitting. Dry. Dry. Dry, man. Everybody gets, everybody turns into, like, the crustiest of themselves in the winter. Oh, yeah. Like, like. Chipping knuckles and cracks. Chapstick sales are through the roof. Oh, they are. Yeah. Do you believe in chapstick? We have have people who come out from around the country just to sell chapstick in page in the winter. (laughs) Door to door. (laughs) I tell them to get the hell out of here because I don't believe that chapstick is a legit thing. Oh, no, it's not. It's an addiction. Yeah, for sure. It is addiction. That is my... Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm totally... My wife is addicted to chapstick. Oh, man. And see, think about, like... I know it's not a lot, Mm -hmm. but think about how much money she's spending a month on chapstick. Oh, dude. It's probably like two dollars a month. <laughs> so okay, like, maybe two hundred dollars. <laughs> so let me just hit you with this, Jared, and we're gonna hit the listeners, the volleyers. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, great to have everyone back. Yeah, welcome back, volleyers. Episode eleven. We're gonna hit you with some big housekeeping stuff. We are. Okay, so speaking of dollars per month. Yes. Your wife's spending two dollars a month on chapstick, maybe mm-hmm. more. Twenty. Yeah, I wonder how many people are putting on chapstick as we speak. Right? Take it off. They probably here's are. A, here's what I'm going to suggest. And then here's what here's what's happening. They're they're probably thinking, I love chapstick. Now the next question I want to ask is, okay, you who love chapstick, how many times a day do you put on chapstick? Whatever your answer is to that question, that's a problem. That's too much. Because guess it. how many times I put on chapstick a day? Zero. Zilch. None. If me and Jared were to kiss right now, it'd be tender. It'd be wet. Mm-hmm. No crackage. It was <laughs> no crackage at all. I put on chapstick only when I'm sick or if I need to be, you know, like lubricating my whole body. <laughs> you know when you have those days where you just lube up. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you put, put on, on lotion. Put on a wetsuit. You lube up. <laughs> you sit in a moist room for about an hour. <laughs> That's right. Well, perfect. Uh, well, hey, we'll bring it back to the segue. Okay. But my question is, we said it before. If you're spending $2 a month for chapstick, stop doing that Mm because you're becoming addicted. And instead, spend those dollars per month on your favorite podcast. The Volleys of History. (laughs) A whack. A whack. A whack. (laughs) That was a mini volley and a dog bark if you couldn't hear it. Um, I'm watching a dog for the next month. So yeah, she might she might be around. Her name's Oakley. I think that's a pretty cliche name, though, so I call her Oaks. Oaks? Sorry, sorry Morgan. <laughs> like a bowl of Oaks, but with a K instead of a T. I had a bowl of Oaks two days ago. Oaks! Hey, hey. chill out, girl. Come on. So if you hear her, she's only going to be around in the intro, so enjoy her while you can. But we had a great, I think probably one of my favorite episodes about dogs, so... It's good to good to yeah, have a reminder. Yeah, that was a great episode. Check out that episode. Dogs. Oakley's your reminder. Anyway, sorry, we got to get back. We're very distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. Yeah, it's okay. We haven't seen right. each other in a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. But anyway, okay, like two days. Focus. Oh, sorry, guys. Focus. Guys, focus. <laughs> Jared, is that your phone? <laughs> no. God, guys, we're so unprofessional. I'm so sorry. I'll get up to the business while Jared's phone oh, keeps geez. going berserk. Okay, so instead of spending on chapstick, spend it on us. Because you love us, and you can support us, and we have some good ideas to hit the people with 
about oh, ways oh, to please. support us. Okay? Ways to support us. Are you ready? I'm ready. So where can you find us, Jared? You can find us on a website called Patreon. Patreon. P-A-T. P-A-T. R. E. O. Um, the one that looks like a hill. N. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Patreon. Support us on Patreon. We have four tiers. How yeah. many tiers do we have, Jared? Four. We're going to list them for you. Yes. Yeah, so just to lay it out, this is, this is basically a, it's a monthly subscription. Okay. So just like you subscribe yes. to car insurance or a mortgage or a, cell phone. or a cell phone, you're subscribing to us for a monthly fee. Yeah. Um, as as little as a dollar, as much as you would like to want to go. Yeah. Um, why this is important for us, though, I think we should kind of touch yeah, on that. Yeah, sure. um, You know, we are facing, we do have to pay fees for our website to host this podcast. Yeah. Um, the software we use to record it costs money. Um, so that's what we're trying to get. We're not trying yeah. to cover it. We're not trying to pay ourselves. No. We're not trying to pay ourselves at all, actually. Not at all. Um, we're we literally just trying to cover the cost of yeah. getting that website and the yeah. computer program. For sure. And I think not only are we paying for stuff that we currently have, we're also hoping to pay for stuff that we want to get. Ways right. to make this better, including not having to speak at my cell phone. Yeah, something so that's, like that's a, a, that's a goal. A microphone would be sweet. A microphone would be sweet. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, just upgrading, getting a little bit more big, yeah. big boy, if you will. And advertisements, like we've kind of looked in and we've looked at advertisements, but um. It's expensive. You know, it like is. a radio ad is like to the tune of, you know, about 200 bucks a day. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're, we're kind of looking for some support yeah. from our volleyers yeah. out there. But yeah, like we said before, we're not trying to pay ourselves. I would, we have been this whole time paying money to do this. Yeah. And we're glad that people are liking it and supporting it. So we're going to plug it a bunch, but please check us out on Patreon. We'll put the link on our Facebook. I know that, like Jared said before, we're kind of speaking into the future here. Yeah. But if, you list, if you're a listener, make sure you tell people. we got so, a Patreon. Yeah, so if they go to Patreon, they can just search. They just search Follies of History. Yes. Okay. We'll also put it on our Facebook, and I'm sure there's a way we can put it on our website as well. Yeah. So we'll, Sweet. We'll, we'll do that. So tier. Hit with the tiers. So we got four tiers, Jared. How okay. many tiers? Four. <laughs> Quattro. Tier one. One dollar. Per. Per month. One dollar per month. And you get, this is pretty special, and this is a great idea we had. I think this is the first time we've announced this. We, I think it is. So we're going to have something called a bowl of stories. The bowl of stories. It's going to be deep, like a cereal bowl. There won't be any milk in there, unless you want there to be. <laughs> and that what, costs $2. <laughs> what's going to happen with our bowl of stories is you're going to get to submit ideas of things that you want us to talk about. Right. Okay. And then once, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, what we discussed was once a month, we would reach our hands yes. covered in chapstick <laughs> into the bowl of stories, and we would pick one story for the either person. Yeah. So no, I think like ease. one in general to be told. Okay, one. Yeah. One story to be told. And maybe we'd like rock, paper, scissors for who tells yeah. the bowl of stories. Story. The bowl of, bowl of stories bowl story. Of st- the volley of um, the bowl, the bowl yeah. of stories. So you get an entry. You get an entry to that. That's the bowl of yeah, stories. Yeah, so for tier one, we got $1. You get one submission per month. Yes. And I think your submission should stay in the bowl of stories. Yeah. It will. Correct. So the next tier. Ready? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it'll stay. It'll I feel like it should remove each other. Oh, month. you think so? Oh, it has to. Okay, cool. Because people like, something we hadn't talked about. Because <laughs> otherwise, people, 
I feel like they get a new one each month. They can have a new idea. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's fair. And they yeah, could yeah. put the same idea in the, if they want. Yeah. Or if they move to Tier 2, we're getting five story submissions at Tier 2. Five. Five. You get to write in five different ideas, put them into the bowl each season. Wow, that's a lot. That's that's, that's increasing good. your odds by five hundred percent. Yeah. Well, no, it's increasing them by four hundred percent. Yeah, five hundred percent. That's true. Okay. Also at tier two, that was some tough math. <laughs> also at tier two, we're gonna give you a personal shout out on this podcast. Personal by name. Maybe you can have us say a sentence of your choice. <laughs> yeah. For instance, mom, thank you for your support. I love you. Please send us five dollars. <laughs> or. Mom, you're addicted to chapstick. Put it away. <laughs> okay. That's, that's better that, advice. That's tier two. Tier three. Ten stories. Ten? Oh, this is $10 a month. So basically you're paying for the number of stories. Think about it like that. Oh, one, that Tier one, $1. Tier two, $5. Five stories at tier two. And tier three, ten stories. Whoa. Okay. Into the bowl. That's Into pretty bowl. good. That's pretty good. Also, mm-hmm. $10 a month at tier three. We will give you a birthday card. Birthday card? You yeah. know I can't write. <laughs> you can draw the pictures. <laughs> okay, I'll draw. I'll draw. I'm pretty good drawing. <laughs> All right. Me and my medium penmanship and Jared and his A-plus pictures. Yes. We will make you a birthday card. But people only have birthdays once a year. So, like... It will come on you'll your get, birthday. It'll come on your birthday. So, you we'll, like, when your birthday we'll, we'll fill the birthday card out, have it ready just to fire off on your birthday. Yes. Um... And you'll love it. And we it's, might it's gonna be personalized. We might put on some red chapstick, aka <laughs> and kiss it. If you if you want it, that could be like a write in request. Yeah, you, you, just, tell, you just tell us if you're paying us ten dollars a month, you tell us what you want your birthday card to look like. Hell yeah. You also right. tell us ten stories. But there's one more tier, Jared. There's and this one is more tier. Uno mas tiro. <laughs> uno mas tiro. This is like fully customizable content right here $25 a month I know that's a lot that we, is we appreciate any support and that's why we made it a lot and that's why I made it a, a lot commitment because it's big because if you're on tier four you're basically a professional check our patreon for that joke you get a custom story you pay us $25 a month uh-huh we will tell whatever story you want to hear. We'll do the research. We'll dig it up. Absolutely. And, and we'll, we'll you, spill it. You get to pick who tells it. Ooh, I like that, too. So, you might pick Ryan. If you're smart, you'll pick Jared. <laughs> but you get to pick who tells the story. Fair enough. That's good. You pick You pick us. You pick the person. You pick what you want us to tell. That's one per season. So, if you make that $25 commitment once per season... Correct. We will do one of your stories. Yeah. Okay. Also, you had a really good idea. You tell about the the racket of support. Oh, yes. This is a big one. So, um, what we're all, since we are the volleys of history, you know, this tennis theme, um, if you are a $25 a month donor. Tier four. Tier four. You will get your name put in a very small bowl. A very small bowl. A littler bowl. A very a little bowl, like a little uh, chafing dish. I don't know if that's the right word. A petri dish. I know the name of these things. Lauren has a bunch of them for making like little baby cakes. Oh, you know what I'm cute. talking about? That's not a petri uh, dish. Anyway. <laughs> anyways. Um, and then at the end of the season, yeah. we will pick one name out of that bowl. If it's your name, we will send you an autographed tennis racket from myself and Ryan. 
for your support. Heck yeah. And we call that the racket of support. So if you're a $25 donor, you will be in for the drawing for the racket of support. Heck Chances yeah. are, might just be one of you given 25 bucks yeah. a month. So you might get a personalized racket coming from yeah. you and Ryan. And that'll be cool. It'll be signed, autographed, maybe kissed again. We'll kiss it twice. Yeah. And important to know that you will also, when you commit to one tier, you'll get everything below that tier. Right. So if you commit $25 a month. So they get 10, 5, you, they get 16 entries in the bowl of stories, right? Or 25. I don't know. We haven't talked about that. Okay. We'll get back to you. We'll with call that. it 16. They get a birthday card. So yeah, wait. Personalized so do they out. get, yeah, does tier three get 10 stories plus five plus one? I think they should just get their limit. That makes it a little more uh, fair. That would make sense. So you get your limit. So the $25 would get 25 that's a lot of stories. That is, I, I think they just get their custom one. Right. Okay. Yeah. Just your cut because you get to choose. You get to choose yeah, one. Yeah, true. You don't you have to put it. them in the hat. Okay. But as far as like, if you're on tier four, you're paying twenty five dollars. We're gonna also give you a birthday card. Yeah. And give you a personal shout out. So those things carry over. Cool. Cool. Perfect. Okay. That's plenty of Patreon talk. We just did it mm-hmm. ten minutes ago, maybe thirteen minutes ago. <laughs> so get on Patreon. Get on Patreon. Volleys of history. Support us, y'all. Cool. Even if it's a dollar, we love you. And yeah, it's we. This is eleven episodes. We've been doing this for a few months now, and um, we're gonna do this episode, episode eleven. Yep. And then we're gonna do one more before Christmas, current time, which and, is December 9th. Yeah, today is December ninth. We're gonna do one next week, and that's gonna be your first season of Follies of History. Yes. So there's still a chance. To get that racket of support. That is true. You know, and honestly, like, if you really want it, this would be the time to do it. Because yeah. chances are the first since we just launched the website, you know. Yeah, and the Patreon, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. So that's it. Yeah. And also, for our last episode of the season, we're going to do a fun little, kind of like we did in episode, like, three, a fun way to pick. Sweet. And we will let you know that at the end of the episode. Cool. Okay. So, that was a lot of business. That was We did business. it. We got through it, though. Thanks for yeah. bearing with us, guys. Yeah. Are you ready for episode 11? Dude, I'm ready. Can it's I tell a you a, Can I tell you a quick funny story? Let's hear it. Just, just a little mini story. So, I'm watching John Oliver, who's on YouTube. He's really funny. He makes great videos. He's on HBO, <laughs> too, I think. He was talking about SantaCon. Have you heard all about, no. about this SantaCon <laughs> stuff? Sorry, okay. I can't. So, basically, all these cities across the country... We'll put on like a one day or one night, I guess, out of the holiday season, and they'll let all of the people, or I guess all the people choose to dress up like Santa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's been a huge number of problems, because what are these people doing late into a weekend night? What do you think that they're probably doing all dressed as Santa? They're probably drinking. Oh, they're drinking heavily. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the stories coming out of SantaCon have been just hilarious. <laughs> Wow. People fornicating in a Target. What? Fighting. <laughs> fornicating in a Target? Yeah. Can two you imagine? Santas? Two Santas going wait, at wait, it in wait, a Target. Wait, wait. Were they, was this a homosexual pair or was this a male and a female? That raises a lot of questions. Who's to say? Because I'm, there are plenty of women dressing up as Santas. No wonder why Santa lives in the North Pole. He's <laughs> <laughs> got all that privacy. He's <laughs> got like all that privacy. <laughs> But, like, fighting, so I, there was video. There's video of Santa's just going at it. Wow. <laughs> just, like, some Santa brawls. That's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> it is. Santa brawl. Santa brawl. So, like, 
as you move into your holiday season, happy holidays from the volumes of history. Uh-huh. But also just consider, is SantaCon worth it? <laughs> Do we need to be seeing these Santas fighting in the street? It might not. So it might that, not. that was just a funny story. Wow. That I had for us before we started. That's pretty wild. Yeah, man. Cool. So, there you go. And uh, do you have anything? Do you have anything to uh, well, I went home for Thanksgiving. Um, happy Thanksgiving, all yours. Um, and I, uh, my my wife's sister. Yeah. My sister-in-law, right? That's how it works. She's a go. baby. Baby. And she's one of those like baby backpacks. <laughs> yeah. You know that you put like the baby in the front of you. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I was able to twerk real good with that baby <laughs> on my chest. <laughs> That's about the most exciting thing that's happened to me. There's a great And video. I tell you what, she was all fussy. She was upset. Yeah. I put her on my chest, did a little twerking, <laughs> and she was calm and smiling and happy. So. It's that booty, man. If you got a screaming baby at home, just twerk with it. Just strap it in. Give that booty strap a. Strap it in. Do some booty work. Get that, give that booty a bounce. <laughs> give that booty a bounce. That's great, man. That's about all that's important, though. Yeah, for really sure. Right now in the world. Well, good. Yeah. Well, nice, man. Um, yeah, my Thanksgiving was good. It was great going home. Um, great hanging out with the fam. Um, I also went to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Um, my cousin got married. It's uh, my Italian side of the family. So it was the first of the Italian cousins to get married. And uh, yeah, dude, it was a great time. Congrats, John and Ashley. It was I was in their wedding. It was it was a great experience. I do have a funny story though. <laughs> um, so my nani, my grandma, my Italian grandma, we call her nani. Um, she goes pretty hard, and mm-hmm. she's kind of a legend, if you will, um, just for a lot of reasons. But we go uh, we go to the the wedding. Beautiful, beautiful, um, beautiful wedding. And we went to the reception afterwards, obviously. And. My grandma was having a good time. Everybody's dancing. You know, the Italians, they're they're drinking. They're having a good time. And uh, my nani goes to the bathroom, and my aunt goes to, like, check on her. And my nani, my grandma, just passed out. She's just done. Wow. So, of course, we're all, like, dancing super hard, having a good time. We're freaking out because nani's passed out. (laughs) So the ambulance comes. (laughs) Downtown Pittsburgh, ambulance pulls up to the reception. It's in a different room, so not all the people saw it. Um, They hook her up to an IV. Okay, we got to restore nani. The hicker up, give her pumper fluor of liquids. Twenty minutes later, Nani's ready to come party again. What? <laughs> they had to like hold her down from coming back to coming and partying again with us. Wow. <laughs> so, in my opinion, I don't think that you're a pro partier until you've got an IV that you can just hook up and rally. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So if you're not hooking up. With the IV and rallying, are you really partying is my question. I have heard from my friends who've gotten, you know, MIPs or gotten their stomachs pumped, whatever, that when they get, like, hooked up to the IV, like, they feel great. Like, no hangover. Like, you just feel, like, on top of the world. You're like, (laughs) let's do this. Let's do this, world. So there you go, man. So I think think she's, you know. Nani's figured it out. She's got to figure it out. Like, get drunk enough that the ambulance comes. Yeah. Let them pump you full of some sugar. Yeah. And then you're ready to go. And I maybe don't want to accredit all of that to drinking. You know, dehydration, just like being an elderly grandma. That's going to happen to you. <laughs> but she went hard, man. And she was not let back to the party, but she wanted it. So. Wow. I hope you carry that spirit with you. Carry yes. the spirit of Nani. Carry the spirit of Nani. <laughs> Great story. All right, man. Well, we're ready. That's enough housekeeping. Time, Sweet. To, time to tell some stories. I think I'm up. Thanks for... Oh, you're up first? Yeah, correct. Cool. One, number, two, yeah. three, four, five. Cool. 
We had to do some counting. And yep, the, big, and the big toe. Perfect. Thanks for sticking with us through that lengthy intro. Here we go. Check us out on Patreon. Give us, give us all your money. We love you so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Volleys of History. This is Jared. This is Ryan, and we love you guys very much. Love Check us so out much. on Spotify, iTunes Radio. We love you. Plugs. Uh, yeah. All right, volleyers. Mm, that was that was good. <laughs> that was good. That was a double crack. That was a double crack. Mm. So, yeah, um, Ryan and I are just um. Wow, that is good. That tastes very nice. That's just a regular old PBR. Coors, compared to that Coors Light. Oh man, yeah. Coors Light's water to me though, bro. It is. Like this water, tastes yeah. very nice. This is like this is great. <laughs> I know. I just. Oh, I, I, so just to, just to preface, Ryan and I are not just like getting drunk and scuzzed <laughs> doing this podcast. This is our what second beer? This is our second beer. Second beer. We also had a hot toddy. We also had a hot toddy. That doesn't count. <laughs> you only keep track of the same kind of alcohol. Exactly. Um, but we had a Coors Light before. And this PBR. God, this is good. It That's, tastes really nice. It tastes really nice. Yeah. And to my day, if someone asks like, "What's your favorite beer?" I always say PBR. Cool. It's not always what I order, but it's. Oh, this has it, a special has, place. Yeah, no, it feels really nice. My heart. Have I, have I mentioned the beer mile on this? Is this alluding to something? Huh? No, no it, it's actually not. I'm just going to do more beer stories. No, but have I mentioned the beer mile on this podcast? Oh, my God. No, you have to. I have to mention it. This is probably the most epic thing that you've ever done. This is, yeah, this is why PBR is so important. So there's, there's something it. called a beer mile. You might have heard of it. Might have seen videos of it on YouTube. But basically, you go to a track, um, and... You have four beers, and you have to run one mile, which yeah. is four laps on a track. Mm-hmm. You have to drink the beer before you start your lap. You cannot move while you're drinking the beer. So basically how it looks is they say, go, a bunch of guys, you see chugging a beer. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to hold it over your head to prove it's empty. Then you run one lap. You chug a second beer, run a lap, three, four times. So yeah. four beers, one mile, do it as fast as you can. Okay. Um, my, P- my beer of choice for the beer mile was... PBR. Perhaps Blue Ribbon. There you go. And I was lucky enough in, I think it was 2013, to run the fifth fastest time on BeerMile.com with PBR. I ran a 5.58. <laughs> so, in Baby. five minutes and 58 seconds, I chugged four beers standing still, and I ran one mile. Dude, that's impressive. It was hands down my most impressive running performance ever. That's incredible. Yeah. Che- cheers to that. Hey, thanks, With the man. PBR, yeah. dude. Heck but yeah. I trained. Like, you know a tall boy. <laughs> trained. Yeah, I did. So my, my roommate, Ben, shout out, Ben. I love you. Um, we would get tall boys, like the 16-ounce beers, and go to the track, and he'd bring, like, four or five tall boys. And I'd chug tall boys to practice chugging and then run, like, 400s, 800s, <laughs> just to get used to, like, running on a super full stomach and getting my... Because we were trying to get my, my chug time down below, oh, like, sure. six seconds. you got to work the chug time if you're going to be effective. you gotta you got to yeah. get it below eight seconds if for you sure. want to run a good time. So... <laughs> Anyways, dude, that's a great story. My only equivalent is Mario Kart. There was no physical activity in mine. You Birio just do Kart. What do they call that? Yeah, Birio Kart. Yeah, Birio Kart. And yeah. you do a lap, and you got to chug a beer, and then another lap, and you got to chug another beer. So mine was right. with no physical activity. <laughs> hey, but still, that's good though. That's a good time. Good. Yeah. I challenge you to run under anyone listening to run under a six-minute mile without any beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard with the beers. You know, like there's, oh yeah. What's funny is like some people who are really good runners will run like a. 15 minute beer mile because they just don't they just can't handle the beer but I have a I the have best an, of both worlds I have, an ins, I have like a pretty exceptional ability to like run on a really full stomach <laughs> I should do a burrito mile <laughs> for <laughs> ch- sponsored by Chipotle I could Chipotle probably, sponsor us please <laughs> I could probably break 15 maybe not in 10 dude that's amazing 
My Chipotle mile would be good only because burritos are my lifeblood. But they're so big. Oh, dude. Like, imagine that. I could put away a burrito. Imagine that third burrito. (laughs) Wait, you're talking about a burrito each lap? Of course I am. Oh, my God. That'd be an hour. (laughs) That'd be be a long time. My burrito for you, just walking. You would have Rolling. You'd be rolling. I have to line the track with tin oh foil. God, that's hilarious. <laughs> okay. All right. This anyways. A great competition. That would be. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking to burritos. Oh, um, are you going to talk about burritos? No, I'm not. Oh, not God dang it. My story is actually um, going back to a request we had, and then I touched okay. on a little bit, but okay. when you said I could touch on the story, I just butchered it, so I felt like I should go back. Okay, cool. And it ended up being, like, really interesting. Say it. So, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Jerome, Arizona. Jerome. Jerome. I also have a friend named Jerome. Cool. He's six foot six. Oh, yeah. Or seven. <laughs> you know Jerome? Does he live here? Yeah. No? He's a guy. There's no one that tall here. <laughs> yeah. He, he he works on the river. How does he feel just like being the tallest person within like easily a hundred mile radius? I mean, I think it kind <laughs> of feels like... You know, it's not a like the world's not accommodating. Like, like doorways are too short, doorknobs are too far down, countertops are too short. That's true. You know, pencils are too skinny. Whatever. <laughs> Just like tying his shoe. Yeah, dude. Being six like an foot, endeavor. Being six foot seven with like gorilla fingers, <laughs> be a hard life. How do you type on a phone? Yeah. Like, how do you text when you're trying to text with brawlers? <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh Good man, stuff, man. But anyways, so Jerome, Arizona. Okay, I would say from Page where we are, um, call it a hundred and forty, maybe one hundred fifty miles southwest. Cool. Um, about a hundred miles northwest of Phoenix. Cool. To give you an idea, so like right um, over the Grand Canyon. Kind of. So basically, yeah. like if you're going from Flagstaff, which is like right on the really close to the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. 7,000 feet. Um, you come down out of Flagstaff, and there's Sedona. Every, a lot of uh, people probably know Sedona, Sedona, Arizona. Sedona, if you don't know. Look at pictures. It's beautiful. It's like the best of both worlds, honestly, because I love sandstone. We both love just, like, looking at cool rocks. Yeah. But sandstone has that green with it, too. Right. It's amazing. Yeah, it's got, like, the four. It's got, like, PJ forest plus mm-hmm. the beautiful red. It's gorgeous. Yeah. But then, so, from Sedona, you just go west into what are called the Black Hills yeah. of Yavapai County. Um, that's where Jerome is. So from Jerome, you're kind of up in the hills about 5,000 feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking east, you can you can see those Sedona Red Rocks, yeah. that kind of area. There's like a little valley there. Yeah, there you can definitely see it. Yeah. And then if you look like up even higher, that's like what you said earlier, where you can see like Flagstaff. Right, which right. Which is another beautiful town. Yeah. So that's, that's Jerome. Um, oh. Jerome was established like a lot of places in Arizona. For the Route 66? No, not Route 66. Not at all. Think ores. Mining. Mining ores. Okay, what kind of fracking? What kind of <laughs> oil? <laughs> There's no oil in Arizona. <laughs> I know. Let's see. Oh, boy. Cotton. You know this. Cotton? Copper. Copper. It's one of the Copper. five C's. <laughs> the five C's. Copper. I know. Cotton was, cotton was down in Phoenix. It was, yeah. And copper, so, copper was up in the hills. Right. So copper, copper mining, um, very, very, very rich copper mining. Yeah. Um, like the equivalent of what would be billions of dollars today oh, yeah. were pulled out of these mines in Jerome. Um, so late 19th century, 19th century, which would be the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. You don't understand the whole 
century jargon. Yeah. That's when <laughs> Jerome first kind of became established. Cool. A couple different copper mining companies mm. that were around there. Um, today, it's it's tiny. Yeah. So as of 2018, there were 457 people. That's Four, nothing. five, seven. Yeah, that's nothing. You probably know 457 people, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I have that but, many friends on Facebook, so. <laughs> exactly. But in the 1920s, um, estimates range from anywhere from 10 to 15,000 wow. people living in Jerome. Jeez. Right. Just all workers and their families? Yeah, just workers. Yeah. I mean, and this is kind of the story of all, a lot of those mining towns. It's, oh, yeah. you know, boom, like we found this big copper ore reserve mineral, just whatever. Molest the crap just out of it. a ton of people yeah. moving there. Um, and when I say a ton of people, I mean specifically a ton of men. Yeah. Specifically young men yeah. who are living there. So, so these towns like Jerome were not exactly no, they were not exactly nice places to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you imagine a bunch of 20-something young men living yeah. in a town. What do you need to support them? Well, a couple of grocery stores, mm-hmm. a bunch of brothels, <laughs> and a bunch of bars. Yeah. Right? That's what's going to keep these men spending money freely and... And they're making money. Showing up to work. Oh, they're making good money. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. You use copper for everything. You use There's copper, copper in so many things, even still today, yeah. Exactly. And especially in the growing American West, pipes, line, like rail lines, right. phone lines, everything has copper in it. Yeah, yeah copper is very important, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, but of course, like any commodity, like prices go up, they go down. You yeah. know, gold goes up, gold goes down. It's, it's, it's volatile. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so around the Great Depression, mining, um, I mean, as the economy is really slowing down at the Great Depression, of course, mm-hmm. a lot of these mines fail as well. Um, same thing with the mines around Jerome. Yeah. Uh, they kind of clinged on um, through the Great Depression. People were leaving the town. But in 1953, the main company that was running the operation in Jerome moved out, sold their their interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and the population dropped from what was 15,000 just 30 years earlier down to... A hundred people, less Jeez. than a hundred actually. They say max. He just bailed. People. Yeah, we call those ghost towns now. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but it, it, yeah, it is a ghost town, and that's yeah. why that's why people go there now. Is yeah. it's just it's artsy. Yeah. It's tourism. You go on um, haunted ghost town Heck tours. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it, and it's like before we get to the spooky, like imagine a place from a hundred years ago. That's just like almost mummified the way it is. It's just like it kept is that way because people haven't been there changing things and like no. tearing down buildings, building new ones. It's preserved. Yeah. It's just right there. And that's what people have to understand about the desert is like you put up. There's not many ghost towns in like, you know, Florida yeah. or these places that get like a lot of precipitation, a mm-hmm. lot of humidity. Because water, water breaks things down. That's what breaks things down. But in the desert, yeah. like stuff lasts Dude. forever. Well, here's a question. What does water break down in the desert? What does water break down? In the desert. Rocks? Exactly. That's why we have the Grand Canyon. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but but uh, what I'm saying is like you go yeah. out like you go out to the desert and you find yeah. stuff from 100, 150 oh, years exactly. all the time. Like yeah. old cans, old pieces of machinery because mm-hmm. it just it just stays yeah um especially like yeah like wood structures right like especially, if you're, which most of that stuff back then was built out of yeah, yeah. and if you're in a place with like a high precipitation stuff you, you throw like a a dead animal mm-hmm. you know out in the woods and next year it's probably gone all yeah. of it 
in the desert though, like those bones are gonna be there for years and years yeah. and years and years. It just yeah. stuff sticks around. Cool. So interesting, same yeah. thing with like Jerome, like a lot of these buildings that were built, um, just vacated when people left town mm-hmm. that have now been reoccupied, turned into different businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, are still you know there's still a lot like how they used to be, mm. but being a town that big and just kind of a rough town, a lot of brothels and stuff. It's also supposedly one of the most haunted places yeah. in the state. And people come from all around the country, probably all around the world, to yeah. just do some of these ghost tours. That's, that's definitely like a niche, isn't it? Just like... Oh, it is, yeah. The historical scary things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you, sure. you definitely... there's. I mean, you can look up plenty on YouTube about Jerome, but just some pretty, some pretty awful... Some pretty awful stuff that's yeah. like, let's happen there. Oh yeah. Um, so we you just think about it, like a bunch of industrial men working with without like the I don't know like the the normality of like a town really right. because they're the only reason why they're there. Mm-hmm. So there was probably a lot of oh dude it's a lot of crap that happened. it is the wild west. Oh yeah, and it's know? yeah, and it's the wild west. Sheriff ain't going to drone to make sure those mining boys are doing okay. He's staying the hell away so he don't get shot. No, that's you know, man, that's crazy. It's lawless. I mean, yeah. it's like it's like Vegas, but no cops. Yeah, imagine <laughs> no Vegas, cops. Yeah, imagine Vegas with no cops. That's insane. That'd be great. <laughs> well, some days, some days, some days that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nuts. So, anyways, so I was looking into some of this haunting stories, and a couple things yeah. caught my attention. Okay. The first one was prostitution. Yeah, and <laughs> prostitution in Jerome was just huge. I mean, yeah. dozens of brothels. And, of course, as any job in society, there's a, there's a definite hierarchy of, oh, yeah. of prostitutes. Well, just supply and demand. Right. Basic economics. Yeah. yeah. So if you were, like, a good prostitute who's <laughs> worked in the field for a long time, maybe yeah. saved your money, maybe brought bought, like, a property to do prostitution out of, you had a pretty cush job, you know. By today, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, like, if we were in Jerome today and it yeah. was still like this, you might work... Maybe once a day. Maybe. Me? Me? Maybe. The prostitute. You could be our prostitute, <laughs> okay. right? So Ryan's the, Ryan's the wealthy prostitute. She has other prostitutes under her. You know, Ryan does. Identified he, as a girl. Sorry. <laughs> you're identified as a girl right now. Yeah, yeah. You might work once a day. Okay. And that would be someone like me. Wealthy. <laughs> wealthy. Just, just stay with it. Okay, wealthy businessman coming in, and I'm going to pay you, you know, maybe like, $100,000, maybe $200,000. That's a good chunk of change. Yeah, you are having you have a pretty cush job. Damn. Like, yeah, that one time a day or maybe just once or twice a week, Yeah. you're like, dang, I got to put out, but <laughs> I'm getting this fat check. Dang. Right? I feel like I'm not going to work the rest of the month. Yeah. So there are those kind of prostitutes. <laughs> I, I'm one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but what, unfortunately, there is very few of those really nice prostitute jobs. Most of the yeah. prostitutes, like most of the prostitutes, just like in any, just like in America, most of the jobs are low-tier jobs. Yeah. So the low-tier pot prostitutes work in what are called the cribs. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Terrible? <laughs> the cribs. So basically they have a house um, or like a building with some rooms. In that room there might be a bed, two beds, four yeah. beds, six beds, eight beds, and each bed is a prostitute. That's her crib. Ew. Okay? Yucky. Now, some of these prostitutes from records um, report to sleeping with between 30 and 80 men <gasps> per day. 
Oh, so you're not having God. a cush job. You are getting STDs. <laughs> oh, and disease oh, and man. abuse just run rampant. Man. You know. Well, it's clear that there was just like no structure or rules in that place at oh, all. Oh no. Well, of course. I mean, like you might get lucky yeah. and like some sweet like, "Ha, I'm Jimmy from North Carolina. I'm just looking for." Little lady attention. I'll treat you real nice. I'll be real good. I'll, I'll be out real fast. Oh, dear. You're okay. Yeah. Come on in. And then you get like, <laughs> my name's Richard. I've got eight divorces and I'm here to, you know, <laughs> take you down. Dang, man. I'm sure some crazy shit went down. Oh, some awful stuff. Oh, unspeakable. Awful. Jesus. And so one of Wait, the... I have a question. Do you know when brothels were like banned legally in the United States? I mean, I think like... It had to have been banned at this point. I'm gonna stand by that. Oh boy! I mean, that's yeah, a fact check, but probably I. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll write that down. But okay. I, I, to be honest, I don't know, like when brothels were. But banned. I mean, you think about this. This was like what the late 1800s. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. This, this is, is the like late 1800s, 1800s, early 1900s. Oh yeah, early I mean, 1900s. This was for sure banned. You think so? I mean, I'm gonna go with yes. But the thing is, it's banned federally. But Arizona has just become a state. Right. And like you said before, like, I'm sure maybe they had one cop in town, two right. cops. So it's not regulating it. Yeah, shit. Like, this isn't getting regulated. There's some crazy shit going down. No. For sure. Yeah. So it was pretty, yeah, so it was rough. Um, but anyways, um, so one of the hauntings that okay. I looked in involves one of these prostitutes okay. who worked in the cribs. The Her cribs. name was Sammy Dean. Okay. And it's kind of, oh. It's it's really terrible. I hate telling this story so close to Christmas, but oh well. I'll make up for it next week. But um, 1931. Um, okay. one of there's a one of the wealthier families okay. of Jerome. Their son, one of their sons, comes mm-hmm. to the brothel. Okay. Um, decides to sleep with Sammy Dean. Sammy Dean, a little bit of money, so he probably wasn't wealthy himself, but mm-hmm. very affluent family. Um. Uh, not really sure if some altercation occurred or what, but later that day, one of the one of her friends who also worked in one of the cribs came to check on her later on because she was the only one there. They hadn't heard from her in a while, and they just found her dead in her bed, badly bruised and strangled to death oh, man. by one of these miners. Damn. And she is now said to continue to haunt the building that wow she lived in, and people will hear her calling out for help, screaming. Ooh. Walking in the hallways at night. She's oh, just dead prostitute. Pretty spooky. That's terrifying. Right? Isn't that scary? Oh, man, dude. It's, like, sad. Yeah. It is sad. It is sad. Shit, if I was, is if I was a pro, which I am in this current situation, I'm the prostitute and I get murdered, you're god dang right I'm going to come haunt that place. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's right. Yeah. She, she deserves it. She does deserve it. Right. Good for her. <laughs> so, those prostitutes had a really rough life. Damn, um, that's terrible, yeah. There's another point. This is probably one of the more iconic places in Jerome. Um, because of the slope it's built on. It's built on a 50-degree slope. What? Think about that. 45 degrees is like, Jesus. you know. Yeah. 50 degrees is what this is. So, it's pretty quite the feat of engineering. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Um, this place is called the Jerome Grand Hotel. Okay. It's a hotel now. And people go there for ghost tours, stay. It's nice. Okay. But it used to be the United Verde Hospital slash insane asylum for these minors. Oh, yeah. So this was before the invention of penicillin. If you got an (laughs) infection, you were as good as dead. Oh, yeah. Um, Also, just 
the conditions there, the amount of people that were living there at the time. There yeah, were people, crazy people. They didn't know how to treat mental health back then. No, not at all. Yeah. So they just cooped them up this hospital. <laughs> now, this is wild. Shit. Um, during this, the time this hospital was here, was which was for you know a little over 50 years, yeah. they estimate 9,000 people died in that <sighs> hospital. Oh, Nine, not even 9,000 people in the town. Barely 9,000 people in, in the town. Well, I mean, on a given year. But holy, I mean, that's a good chunk of them. Right, but think about, like, the conditions these guys were working in, like, and these fumes underground yeah. and just mind collapses. I mean, it was a rough place to be. Dang. It was not safe work. Holy conditions. cow. I mean, yeah, but, like, important to note, I wanted to say it, at least at some point when you're talking about this, like, Arizona was built on five seas. One of them copper, mm-hmm. cotton, citrus, climate, and one other one. I mean, you need to remember it. Culture? But, uh, probably not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, there's five C's of, like, the economy of Arizona. Like, what built Arizona? Citrus and cotton, that's down in, the, in Phoenix. Yeah. But copper, copper is, huge. is what huge. built this state and, like, gave it revenue, gave it, like you said, a reason why people moved here right. in the first place. But, man, it was dangerous. Oh, yeah. Oh, so dangerous. Right. So, nowadays... Um, Oh, so, yeah, okay, sorry. But I watched um, a video on YouTube. So excited. <laughs> it's about the Page Grand Hotel. I can't quite remember it, but if you look up Jerome Grand Hotel, I said Page. Jerome Grand Hotel on YouTube. This is probably the first video. Um, they have a journal for their guests. Cool. Um, that's for, for haunting stories, like things Ooh. that they hear and see. Yeah. Uh, the guy said that they fill a 300-page journal per year. Wow. So this like is a lot of people day, report yeah. stuff, right? And most of it was from the third floor, which is from the operating floor back in, back then, which yeah. kind of makes sense. You know, someone comes in with infection, bad mining injury. That's where a lot of those deaths happen. Yeah, yeah. So not coincidentally, that's where a lot of the haunting stories occur, mm-hmm. majority of them. And this is at the hospital um, that you were talking about, right? Right, right, right. And people, like, report hearing the sound of hospital gurneys squeaking Ooh. along through the halls, wheels rattling across yeah. the floor. Just, oh, terrible things. I would never do a ghost tour. No, and in an insane asylum, that's like probably top notch. It's scary for oh, me. Yeah, I just especially an old man. I'm not about that. that's terrifying. But in one room in particular, they also have one room that gets the most haunting yeah. stories, and that's room number 32 at the Jerome Ooh. Grand Hotel. Um, and at least two two suicides took place Ooh. in that room. Um, one was a minor who was. Injured in a mining accident, he was yeah. um, had to live in a wheelchair, and he climbed over the balcony and Says he jumped off, Dang. killed himself. Um, and a businessman who was ill killed himself as well Dang. in that room. So people report screaming, muttering, um, objects moving throughout the rooms. Like, there's a ton of stories yeah. in Jerome about like objects just like flying off shelves. Oh. Like I, I saw this one about this. Um, these bartenders who work in, in Jerome, and they yeah. said that they were cleaning up one night, and they just watched glasses that, you know how they storm above the bar? Mm-hmm. Those slots just, just sliding out of that and shattering against the wall. Just scary stuff, That's man. intense, man. Yeah. And you go there now, and it's just, like, artsy, yeah. haunted, just a couple hundred people who just live a little, there. a little kitschy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird to think like that, and just that many people. Huh. Living at that time. I mean, no wonder why it's abandoned now. Yeah. Sounds terrifying. <laughs> so now it's just um, kind of a site for people who enjoy paranormal yeah. activity. So if you enjoy that, check it out. Sedona's right there, so you get your fix of actual, yeah. actual yeah. pretty things. You have your option. You know, <laughs> you got Sedona, like, good food, great yeah. tours, beautiful. Or you can go to Jerome and 
see some ghosts and whatever they do. Whatever you want. We got it. That's right. In our beautiful state of Arizona. Yeah. Jerome, <laughs> fascinating town, though. Sweet, man. Good job. So so I have to ask you, because we just had Halloween. I guess that was our last episode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's Thanksgiving now, Christmassy. I know this isn't very Christmassy, but like, do you believe in that stuff? No, I don't. Not at all. Here's why. Okay. For example, we live around like na- a lot of Navajo people live here, right? Mm-hmm. They believe in like skinwalkers. Yeah. Yannies. Yeah. Um, I've never seen a skinwalker. Yeah. They believe they're real. They see them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I I believe that I don't believe in it. Therefore, I don't see it. Boom, doesn't exist. There you go. I think, like, yeah, it's totally fabricated by your mind. Whatever you believe in, if you believe in ghosts, you're going to see ghosts. If you believe in skinwalkers, you're probably going to see a skinwalker. Right. I should just convince myself that dragons exist. And then you'll see dragons. (laughs) They'll see some. Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I would agree with you. I think it's just, I don't know. I mean, I think, like, crazy things happen. Paranormal things definitely happen. But it's also just your brain trying to make sense of why the glass fell off the rack. Yeah. You know? And I feel like certain people, too, like, see that stuff more than others. Yeah. Just like anything. I feel like there's definitely people who it's it's harder to deny yeah. their accounts. But I think personally, like, I think the chances of me encountering, like, a ghost yeah. or a haunting, haunted place. Do you remember? No, wait. Okay, do you one that? time. Actually. Wait, do you remember the go? You tell your story first. Okay. I have one ghost I remember. So my friends, okay. Cody and Joe. Shout out Cody and Joe. Yeah. I hope you guys listen. Um. We were at Cody's house in Sterling, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I was visiting when we were kids. And me and Joe, the younger brother, were in the room. Yeah. At the time, I was probably 17. He was, like, 15. Um, Cody had left the room for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we, like, were just sitting in his room, hanging out. And we just heard these super loud, like, boom, 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 on, on all sides of the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, like, four people, like, on either wall. Like, one outside, one in the kitchen, one in yeah. the bedroom, one in the living room. Like, boom, bang on the walls. And we just, like, froze. And we are like... Cody, cut it out. And then all of a sudden, like, the, the stuff started flying off the walls. Like, the pictures that were hung up and, like, the posters were just, like, like flopping and, like, Whoa. falling off the walls. Yeah. And we were just, like, freaked out. So we just, like, bolt out of the door of the bedroom into the living room, and Cody's just sitting there. And, we're, you know, we look like we've just seen a ghost. Yeah. Whatever. Cody's like, what's, what's wrong with you guys? And we were, like, frantically like, trying to tell him what happened, and Cody's like, nothing, nothing was going on out here. Like, nothing, nothing happened. That's nuts. Dude. And that was the that was the weirdest time. The one, but like that... we were both like almost in tears. Like it was so scary, Dang, man. Yeah. Do you remember when we were driving back from Zion National Park? Oh yeah, and we yeah. saw that thing cross the road, dude. It was like yeah. So what was crazy about? And I, I I haven't I don't have many of these stories. I also don't like to find myself in these types of situations. But you and I were driving back from Zion National Park, coming back to Page, and. I will I will validate it by saying that the car in front of us pulled over yeah to like re to like collect themselves yeah and we pulled up next to them and we're like did you see that yeah yes we also saw that there were two sets yeah, of people that was weird in groups of cars that how would I don't even like I, I, the only thing I can use to describe it is like <sighs> a vertical light yeah it was like a vertical light like going across the road it was intense. It was weird, but yeah, like we they like yeah. stopped, pulled over, and we like pulled over and we're like, do you guys see that? Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, it yeah. was super weird. It was re- that was really strange. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. I know, but that was weird because we were just like driving back, talking about yeah. who knows what, and we were both just kind of like, whoa, wait, wait, what, whoa, what's? And we, we like stopped. we like had to stop. Like, we saw the car in front of us stop. Yeah, that was like one of the only times I've ever been like, 
Whoa. Yeah, that, that was, was weird. scary. That was scary. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Heck yeah. All right. Okay. Well, my turn, man. Sorry, man. That was a that was a long one. Dude, no, that was good, man. I like that a lot. But yeah, dude, I'm ready for you. Okay. Take a little a little scared now. Take a crack of your beer, and we're gonna we're gonna hit you with story two. There's another beer crack. This is only our third. <laughs> only our third. That's actually a lot for. Normal, I know. To be honest, I only just usually drink two. We usually don't have have that many beers. It's Monday. <laughs> it's cold. Liquid it is. Sw- it is cold. Though beers are not as good as a liquid sweater is. Some kind of yeah, drink. That's why we had the hot toddy. Yeah, we should have gotten those like before we came outside. That's true. See, my Instead my sister, our... my sister told me this is a fact check for anyone that's willing to do the research. My sister said that hot drinks make you colder and cold drinks make you warmer. I don't know. I don't know how true that is. She could just be lying to me. Huh? Somebody, somebody, look that up. Yeah, boy. Mallory, give us some facts. <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay. I think it's kind of like the people say, like, oh, sleeping in your sleeping bag naked is warmer than with clothes on. I feel like sometimes people just make up facts. And that's a load of shit. I tell you for a fact. If you're wearing (laughs) three pairs of socks, a stocking cap, gloves, then two layers of top and bottom in the sleeping bag, you're going to be warmer. That's fair. There you go. Okay. I have nothing else to contribute to that. (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Okay. I don't know how stoked I am on this story, but we're going to make it stoky. We're going to get stoked. We're going to get stoked. Okay. I guess the root of this story comes from a connection that I made. <laughs> don't look, don't look, don't look. <laughs> made from a connection that I made while watching a video. Um, Johnny Harris. A connection you made from a connection made on a video that I saw. <laughs> Someone Whoa. made someone made the connection for me, and it was a question that I had had for a long time. This is deep. This is going to be deep. Are you ready for this? This is deep. So wait, I have to quick shout out Johnny Harris. Check out his YouTube channel. He's great. He makes videos for Vox, V-O-X, in my opinion, the best channel on YouTube. V-O-X. The second best is Ted Ed, which I also got information about, about this from Ted Ed. Whoa. Okay, so my two favorite YouTube channels, gotta hit him with the plug. Also, I support Ted Ed on Patreon. You should support us on Patreon. You do? What tier are you? Tier 2. Dang. I do $3 a month to Ted Ed. Wow. Yeah. Man. Because they make good videos. That's why you suggested $3. Yep. You should have told me that. <laughs> we don't have a $3 tier. you got to bump it up to 5 <laughs> Just don't buy a chapstick. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for this? Dude, I'm ready. We're going to hit the history of two big things. And they both start with T. We're going to start a long time ago with the history of the first thing, the first machine that humans fell in love with and needed desperately. Maybe not needed desperately, but like depended on. Starts with a T. Take your guess. Put it about 150 years ago. Oh, 150 years ago? Yeah. Typewriter. No. Good guess, though. Textile machine. No. Truck. The trucks! No, not yet. Um, (laughs) Tracheotomies. Trigonometry. Yes. No. Oh. Trains. Trains. (laughs) Of course. We're going to quickly talk about the history of trains. Trains. Choo-choo. Well, you said that humans needed desperately in the past. I'm thinking like the lever, the spear, (laughs) the wheel. 
We needed we depended we depended on it to grow. And what I want you to think about as we go through this: cotton, (laughs) corn, (laughs) wheat, citrus, citrus, Jerome. (laughs) What I want you to think about as we go through this is how dependent humans have been on machinery. For the last 150 years. Oh, very. Very. If my machinery all died tomorrow... Yeah. And, like, I'd be I'd be pretty upset. Absolutely. I mean, now I it's phones. Anywhere. And cars. Cars are huge. Cars are huge. Huge. Yeah, Some cars right. are really huge. My car is huge. <laughs> Some cars are very small. <laughs> you have a small car. That's fine. But they're also still huge. Lee important. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, before cars, people needed to get around... So, they used to use horses and buggies, but that wasn't working well enough. So, they used... Honey, let's go to California. It'll take us 48 days. <laughs> many, many, ca- many cattle to pull us, because we're going to kill at least two or three on the way. <laughs> we'll lose a child. <laughs> the Oregon Trail. But God damn it, we're going to get there. <laughs> Honey, I'm spending all my money on bullets. I don't care. <laughs> I've already had to kill two cows and our daughter. I don't care if we don't. I don't care if we have meager ash rations on this trail. I'm getting bolts. I'm going hunting. Congratulations! You shot 57 track rabbits, and you uh, currently hold the record in the state of Colorado. Dude, I don't know how often, how many hours I spend playing the Oregon Trail in elementary school typing class. Oh, yeah, just the old school video game. Yeah. Boy. So okay. think a little bit after that. All right, sorry. Trains. No, We're trains. Train. We're on train. <laughs> Choo-choo. <laughs> so before we had the train that we know of today, there was a system of, like, laying down tracks to get something from point A to point B. Usually they just used gravity. But eventually, um, this guy, I don't didn't write down his name, <laughs> but he invented the steam-powered engine. See, like, names, proper nouns to me aren't as important as general themes, so I'm not going to hit you with too many proper nouns. Fair. Because you'll just forget them, as I think I would at least. Um, But anyway, so we go from, like, tracks being laid down where we can move things from a high point to a low point, efficient, way more efficient than bringing your cattle to do it. Sorry, a beer can just fell on the ground. (laughs) Way more efficient than that. So they would lay tracks from point A to point B, move things quickly. Um, Eventually, those wood tracks were replaced with metal, um, the Bessemer process, the one of the only proper nouns I'll hit you with, the Bessemer process was able to make metal um, manufacturing a lot simpler and a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sparked the Industrial Revolution. So if you're thinking like 1850s about, it made steel become un- inexpensive. So you're seeing a lot more of these tracks being laid down with metal. Right. That kind of um, steamrolled, if you will, the uh-huh. train production process. Um, this guy named James Watt, he made the patent in 1784, but it's going to be about Ugh. 75 years until we're getting, like, our first commercial train lines. Dude, that is, like, the story of all patents. Like, some dude sitting in his garage patents something. It, it goes nowhere until, like, 50 years later yeah. when Google or Apple or some big company yeah. buys it up with a capital and just explodes. Absolutely. And, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, he made it. The patent was in 1784. The first commercial line um, was in, like, the early 1800s, like, 1805, 1812. Um, Amtrak? 
I didn't look. I don't, I don't know how it, all this stuff was it going was on in England. Not. So I should I should say oh, that. Okay. All of this train stuff was going on in England. So the first like commercial like regular line was in 1825. It was called locomotion, and it was in like the northern part of England. If you think about like where Liverpool is, uh-huh. I've been to Liverpool. Um, anyway, so locomotion was created, and then the same people that made locomotion made this train called the rocket and the The rocket rocket, the rocket was submitted to the rain hill trials and that was basically where i don't know if it was the government or the the towns of manchester and liverpool which are two of the biggest cities in england other than Mm -hmm. london like those are the two that people know it was a competition basically to see who could make the best train to go between those two places and this train called the rocket won and that kind of became like the first real track, if you will, or the first real route that people right. could consistently take okay. was in England between. Um, How fast was it? It's probably so slow. Oh man, I had to imagine it was so. It was super slow. Man, um, I'm, I'm I'm just thinking like just to think how people probably got on that train that was going like 15 miles per hour. Yeah. And we're like, oh my gosh. I could barely run this fast. Oh, absolutely. And we're going to Manchester, you know. And nowadays, yeah. Like I remember in, when I was in, I worked in France for a summer. And I rode a train. I, I got on a train from Paris to Marseille, mm-hmm. and the train went to 170 miles per hour. Crazy. And how it was fast I can go now. Flying like yeah. banked, you mm-hmm. know, like slightly banked turns, yeah. and now it's just like, oh. absolutely. If you're yeah. on a train for commerce like you're moving pretty quick right except for if you're in the united states if you're in the united states it's slow as heck yeah we'll get to that save that we'll come back to it um so anyway electric sorry electric trains soon followed 1850s and then of course as a new industry booms which trains really took off i don't need to explain that um a lot of new jobs were created and then of course along the train route especially in the united states where things weren't as developed new towns would pop up yeah. In those places. Of course. Of course. So you're having, like, a huge amount of people in Europe, especially, starting in England, and then kind of bleeding its way out of um, the United Kingdom. Um, you're having a massive amount of people use trains for commerce, for transit, um, and then business soon followed after mm-hmm. that. And that was, like, really the first time that business was becoming worldwide. Because you're not only in contact with the people in your town... But you're in contact with the people 30 minutes on the train away, right. 45 minutes on the train away. Right. It's yeah. kind of alluding to and kind of getting to this worldwide economy. This uh-huh. was really the first start of that. And then the train, a lot of people will say, a lot of historians, not the two of us, <laughs> but a lot of historians will say that the rail, if had the railroad not been invented, the Industrial Revolution would have happened. Couldn't have happened. Because yeah. you have these ideas spreading very quickly, money spreading quickly, and just the accessibility to all of the things that came with the Industrial Revolution. Right. The train spread that. Absolutely. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it took it cut that, that time down in, oh boy, 10%. Oh, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Right. A ton. And yeah, you have people traveling, learning things about different cultures, spreading culture. Um, spreading influence, and, I mean, yeah, like I said, the train was just huge. Huge. (laughs) Huge. Huge. It was huge. So, one of the issues, I want to focus, so I told you I'm going to tell you the history of two things. One is trains. We kind of quickly covered that. The other one, one of the big problems that came with trains, 
And this is what I didn't know. And shout out Johnny Harris again for making this connection. Before trains were invented, each town, call it the United States, every town in the United States would have a different time. So you'd go to Cincinnati, Ohio, and it'd be 750. And then you go to Cleveland, Ohio, and it would be 736. All of the times really? in different towns in the United States were completely different by like minutes. They were gauged from a central point and then kind of manipulated. But honestly, in my research, like each town kind of had a, its own say about what time <laughs> it was. Wow. So that's the other history I want to talk about is the history of time. Because obviously, like, people have been measuring time for a really, a really long time. Stars, the sun. Mm -hmm. But, like, measuring devices, and you think about, like, how recent it is that we've had a universal time. Or a time that everybody understands. Oh, yeah, big time. Think about, like, how huge, like, how big that is. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, where we're from in Colorado, I mean, Boulder, you know, like, home of the atomic clock... Right? Isn't that, like, the timekeeper for, like, well, the world? Well, interesting that you bring that up. The Prime Meridian, which is, if you look at a map... Yeah, it goes through England. It goes through Greenwich. Yep. And Johnny Harris's video is all about why it starts there. Why is the Prime Meridian, or zero on the time zone meter? It, the reason why it's in Greenwich is because the English were the ones who invented the trains. Right. And it, this all comes back to trains because if you're going from, we'll use my example before, if you're going from Cleveland to Cincinnati, they're on two different times. So you need to know what time am I going to get to Cincinnati or what time do I need to pick up the train? Mm -hmm. Because this was the first time that people were connected to the point where they needed to know what time it was in the whole state of Ohio mm -hmm. instead of just Cleveland or just Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. So like quickly after trains became important and relevant... In 1883, the official time zones were established. Huh. And everybody in this specific time zone would go by this time. Everybody in this specific time zone would go by this time. But before that, you could go city to city and times would be different. And I wow. think about like how crazy that would be. Like You go to a new town, you ask what time it is, you have literally no idea what time it is. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to guess the hour, but like... You have no conception or no ability to concept like what time it is. Yeah, it wasn't like universal. No, right. not at all. Not until the train. That's so strange. I mean, I just think of how much my boy, my day like revolves around the clock. Yeah, you know, like waking up. I'm pretty good about like waking up before without an alarm. Yeah, but like boy, like the workday. Yeah, man, like from the, like the workday starts. Yeah, as the morning goes on. You're just adding to when you started. You're like, okay, I've been here for an hour. Mm -hmm. been here for two hours. Yeah. And then you hit lunch. And then you're just subtracting down to like when you end. Yeah. And it's just like all around this really artificial concept of yeah. time. Like well, what exactly. Time it is. You're exactly right. And what, about, like, what did people do in like 150 years ago? So that's what, I mean, that's the thing. Like they had their all own. arrive at dawn. They had, they, yeah, exactly. They had their own way of telling time. And I mean, mm -hmm. I looked into it a little bit like, what the Greeks used to do and what the Mayans used to do and all these people, like, most of it was just by day. Like, yeah. it's daytime, it's nighttime. I mean, they had little ways of keeping track of time. Obviously, like, an hourglass, things right. like that. Magellan, that's... famous story about Magellan using hourglasses to right. circumnavigate the globe. You know, honestly, I think that's why, um, like, the traditional work week that we have right now is so difficult is because in the winter, 
you have to go to work when it's you're like you have to wake when it's dark, like yeah. very dark. You might have to go, you, you have to go to work when it's dark. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. I go to work when it's dark. I pretty like this time of year. Yeah, it's like I go to work. It's dark. I come home and the sun is setting. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's it's hard. And like in the summertime, it's like well, whatever. Yeah, you know, the sun's up. But I mean, it's it's been around for a long time, obviously, because humans needed to tell people time. They needed to be able to communicate, like, this is when you need to be here. That's, like, a huge question that we ask all the time is, like, when? When am I going to do this? When am I going to do right. this? Right, when? If there's not a universal time, you could be on two completely different pages. Oh, yeah. And if you're thinking about catching a train or arriving to a specific place and having somebody pick you up, yeah, you, could. you needed a universal time. So they had this meeting in like the eight, late 1800s, where they established time zones, this area for this time. And time zones is just a completely other podcast in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But like just time zones get really crazy. And obviously in Arizona, we don't do daylight savings time. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But like even though it's complicated and hard to understand, time zones are so important for us to all be able to establish Oh yeah. our own conception of time. Right. Yeah. But but at the same hand, like, people living at the same time of us across the world are, like, a half a day. Yeah, absolutely. Ahead of us. My dad is in Australia right now, and it's it's Tuesday. It's, like, midday Tuesday there right now. That's nuts. Yeah, and then we have, like, things like the International Dateline. Uh-huh. Crazy. The time thing gets nuts, and, like, there are certain places that do do it don't yeah time zones get really messy you know i just wondered how like it's like the oldest person on earth yeah like the oldest person who ever lived how do they measure how old they are based on which time zone that's interesting you know like if they if they were born in australia and moved to america like they're they're actually like a little older than they should be than they actually are yeah so so since i moved to arizona well, then it's in November. Oh, boy. That's See, that's the thing. It gets so complicated. Yeah. And when you think about, like, Greenwich Mean Time, GMT, which is where basically London. Right. To the left subtracts time, to the right adds time. But yeah, mm. it can get super confusing. And then that's the whole thing, like, when you fly to, like, I just... So, flew, wait, if you're, at the North, so like, if you're at the North Pole... <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> like, like, you could you hit live, all like, 24... Way, if you're at the North Pole, like you live way up north, yeah, you could have a neighbor who's like 50 miles away, and yeah. they're like three or four time zones away. Like if you're, Whoa. if you think about it mathematically, you're right. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know like the specific lines drawn on the North Pole, but theoretically, if you're standing on the North Pole, and if you take a foot forward, you mm-hmm. could walk an entire day <laughs> in like 10 steps. I mean. Yeah, like 10 strides. That's crazy. That is an interesting thing to think about. I don't know that the lines are drawn exactly like that. But that's the thing about time zone is just like time is so relative. Hashtag Einstein. Like time is relative to where you are. And that is absolutely like a human construct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, our time is. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But it's just fascinating to think about how like we we had to do it. We had to build a world that could operate on the same time because... Like, we go back to this, like, late 1800s. We are becoming a world economy. We're working together. It's not just these cities working in independence. Like, we're working together to do all of these incredible things that happen in the 20th century. Right. We needed a way to operate, like, in an organized way 
So we established, I'd have forgot the name of the conference, but there was a conference in the late 1800s where all the important countries in the world were like, hey, we need to figure this out so we can all These are your be on the zones. same time. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's just crazy to think about, though. Man. It's all because bad. of the train. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it, it's kind of funny because, like, a lot of Americans hated it at first. And I, I put it in Americans because, of course, the Americans hated it. They hate everything that's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like... You know, people would have posted by the train station a local time, whatever it was locally, and then the railroad time, which was the time zones. But eventually it got, like, completely adopted. Um, The Standard Time Act in um, the early 1900s, like, really established, like, this is what time it is. And then I feel like people probably saw, like, how important it was that we all be on the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what I want... What I always kind of wonder, too, is, like, how accurate... Is our time actually? Because you know it's it's a very sure our day is twenty four hours, but there's mm-hmm. like a there's a decimal. Oh, there. for sure, yeah, definitely. Well, I so mean, like, I know yeah. and I know they reset it like every whatever sixteen or eighteen years. There's like a a weird reset at midnight, or, or there's 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 some weird things they have to do yeah. to like make sure our time is accurate. Yeah, but like how accurate like is our? Well, here's the thing to think about. You're exactly right. We have to build into our calendar a leap year day, which coming up soon, yeah, February 2020 is a leap year mm-hmm. because the Earth spins around this or goes around the sun 365.25. But it's not even 0.25. Exactly, you're exactly right. Exactly, it's not even 0.25. It's a little bit. I think it's a little bit less. Than so that. like every so often they have to have like no leap year. Yeah. Or two leap years in a row to like make up for the fact that we're a little bit off. and then they're off again then they're off by like this decimal yeah and it's but oh. like you think about how incredibly long time is and just in you just turned 27 happy birthday by the way thank you thanks we had to shout that out like how many years exactly have you been alive like 27 point like zero four or points 27.05 well i would have to go to where i was from in level into like you know because yeah. like, like since i'm in a different place oh, it's crazy to think whoa, about. this is weird i know yeah. dude it's crazy to think about but like yeah that's the thing that's also crazy about it is it is 100 percent just like trains a human invention it is right yeah what if we just operated like based on the sun you know like when the sun's up you work yeah, you work. It's you work when that when the sun comes up, you wake up, and you go to work, and you work until the sun is I don't know yay high in the sky. You like yeah. make a measurement, and then you go home. Dude, see, like I think one of our friends that lives in Paige, she always says, "Don't put numbers to my day." Yeah. I think there's something like very civilized about numbers, mm-hmm. and time. Time is just a way for humans to put numbers on your day. It's just it a is. way for you to say, like, it's 5 o'clock, you're done working. Or, hey, it's 9 o'clock, time to start working for whatever you need to do to make money. Right. It's just a way for us to, like, quantify our day. And it there's is. something, and I shout out Anna. We love you. <laughs> She's probably not listening to this. <laughs> but, like, there's something so pure and great about not having numbers assigned to your day. Like, oh, absolutely. When you just right. go out in nature and just walk around. And you're not mm-hmm. worried about time. You're not worried about when you need to be X place. You're not worried about any of these number quantifications. You just 
all you're worried about is just having a good time and just enjoying mm-hmm. the moment, you know? But what would that, I mean, I think that would also look, I mean, that's like, it's good and it's bad. Because if we, if you like apply that to like the average person's life, the normal, in America at least, people would have to accept that in the summers, mm-hmm. they work a lot more. Yeah. In the winters, they work a lot less. Just because that's just kind of the reality yeah. of it. Like, it's it's day, you're, you're, yeah, that's you're when your body like, naturally is kind of awake. Yeah. Winter, you, you have short days. Yeah. Like, would you want to tweet teach for 13 hours in I July? I mean, the reason why I'm a teacher is so I can get the summers off. <laughs> right. But this time of year, it's like, it sucks. It's, I know. It's dark. You it's go to tough. school, and it's yeah. dark, and it's sun never gets up. No, you're right, though. Man. Time. So, yeah. Time is a weird thing. Isn't that thing. a crazy, like, connection, though? It is, yeah. I mean, you just think about, like, something we easily take for granted, like, what, what time, time is it? What time is it? Right. You know wherever the, wherever and what the hell time you are. Is right? what is right? What, what is the right time? That's a good question. I don't know. What time do you have right now? I have, on my watch, I have 821. See, I have 823. What? My phone says, my phone also says 823. My phone says 821. We're on what? two different times. What time is it? I don't How know. How is that possible? Don't you have a Samsung? Yeah, but mine... So, this is actually a time thing. I have to manually set my time because my phone's GPS gets confused when whether oh, we're in Utah or Arizona. See, mine's on... I think mine's on manual. Because, fun or, fact. No, mine's on um, Mountain Standard. So, yours is on Mountain. So, like, that's the thing. Like, where we live in Arizona, in Page, we're 10 minutes away from the Utah border. Half of the year... We're on Utah time, and half of the time we're not. Right. And right now we are on Utah time, but half of the time we're Whoa. not. Oh. Wait. Oh, mine's on automatic. Now mine's age point two. Isn't that crazy though? Yeah, oh, that's just weird. Time, and that's a crazy thing. Just like take a step back and just like think about time. You'll have a you'll have some minutes where you're just like, oh no, I can't do this anymore. Oh, it's time. <laughs> it's time for me to stop thinking about time. It's time. And start putting on some chapstick. <laughs> start putting on some chapstick and start logging on to Patreon. Log on to Patreon, type your little thing, beep, bleep, bloop, bleep, bleep, and, and just give us some money. <laughs> <laughs> no. We don't was, need your time. We don't well, need, yes, we do. We do need your time. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your time, but we need your money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. That's a good way to end my story. <laughs> All right, good work, Ryan. That was good. All right, volleyers. So, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. This is episode eleven. We're gonna do one more episode, and we're gonna call this season one. Season one, twenty nineteen. Yep, twenty nineteen. We'll be back season two, twenty twenty. Whoa. That's, Speaking of time, so that seems like a long way away. That is. But. So we got one more. We do got one more, and okay. um, we're doing something special for this last one. So this is similar to what we did. In episode three or four, one of the two. Similar but not congruent. Yes. If you're thinking in algebra terms. I don't like algebra. Put it in layman's terms for me. <laughs> Geometry. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I hate that even more. <laughs> it's similar but it's different. Okay. It's the same, same, but different. Yeah. Okay. So, tell us what we've done. So, we each wrote down. So, Ryan is going to pick... Wait. I wrote down... Three categories for Ryan. I also wrote down three categories. And Ryan has to pick one of my random categories and tell a story about that category. Okay. Correct? Yes. So I wrote down three. Should we, we should share what three categories we Yeah, what'd down. you share? What'd okay. you do? So my categories were Christmas, 
Christmas. Greek mythology. Greek mythology. And native tales. <laughs> native tales. So you have to tell me either. That's na- racist. Why is that racist? Native. I'm native. Native to where? Loveland, Colorado? Yes. What do you say then? Do you say Native American? I say First Peoples, right? Okay, sorry. I'm just kidding. (laughs) See, Natives is the most PC that I can be. Yeah, you're right. Those are very big topics. Those are. You're not going to like mine. (laughs) That's fine. You can go wherever you want to go with it. All right. So Native Tales. Okay, Greek mythology. Indigenous folk tales. (laughs) Okay. Greek mythology and Christmas. Or Christmas. What what were yours? (laughs) (laughs) That's racist. Mine. Okay, so my categories for Ryan are baseball, lightning strikes, (laughs) and speedos. As in the swimsuit. (laughs) I think I'll have some very rich content. Baseball was like my gimme, like, okay, Ryan can handle baseball. Like, lightning strikes and speedos, like, you're gonna have to do some work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, the three, you grab your three. I think I I want to pick No, those are mine. Give me those. (laughs) Okay, mix them up. Mix them up. We're gonna announce which one we got, right? Okay. Okay, pick a good one. Alright, I got a good one. What did you get? (laughs) Oh, score! Yes! Which one did you get? Okay, next week I will be telling you all a tale about Christmas. <laughs> What'd you get? I got Speedo. Yes! There we go! That's, okay, bathing suits? That's a great one. Especially Speedos, the male bathing suit. That's a, oh, man, that's going to be sweet. I got pumped. <laughs> that was exactly what I wanted you to I feel get. like that's what I least wanted. <laughs> what are we gonna okay I'm gonna find something fun for Speedo dude I, I think like the history of Speedos could be quite fascinating okay <laughs> I had to wear a Speedo when I worked in France will you wear a Speedo they when I do my Speedo story no because it'll be Dece- it's December man it is very cold I can't wear a Speedo underneath all this okay I still have one alright so Jerry's gonna do sometimes. Christmas and I'm gonna do Speedos <laughs> Christmas Speedos. Christmas Speedos. We're going to combine our stories. If you donate $100, <laughs> this is listeners only. We will give you a Christmas card signed by us with a Speedo. <laughs> and we'll also be wearing Speedos. Yeah, if you donate $100, we will wear Speedos in the next episode. Let's just, let's just throw that out there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with that. that would Mind be, you, it's 30 degrees. Yeah, we, I mean, winter. we'd be hypothermic going into Speedos break but that's fine we can go inside during the intermissions yeah it'd be short stories <laughs> all right everybody you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay cool bye <laughs> all right we'll put that on the table bring it back to patreon jared yes so if you want to donate please do one dollar five dollars ten dollars twenty five dollars whatever you want to get even more um we'd love to have you support us we need the help we patreon. appreciate any support that we get and we appreciate like all you guys so much we know who you are don't don't get us wrong um, if we don't know who you are, tell us who you are. Yeah, please. I feel like, for me, there's people that are listening that I don't know. Probably. We got some numbers that I'm like, I don't know that many people. Yeah, I don't know more than, like, five people. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> tell us who you are. Give us a fact check. Give us your opinions. Yes, but Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. Volleys of History. Volleys of History. Email us. We'll be there. Volleys of History at gmail.com. Yeah. Spotify. We're on iTunes Radio now. 
Whoa. We're going to be on more. Sorry. And iHeartRadio. Sorry, that's the one I wanted to say. We're not on iTunes yet. Duh. But we're going to get there eventually for you Apple people. We will. We will. But we're on iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get on the other ones here soon. But we appreciate you guys listening. We love you. We love you very much. Thanks for volleying. Thanks for volleying with us. And again, we just love doing this, don't we? We just do. That was a fun volley. That was you know, a fun that was volley. Like at the net, you're just volleying back and forth. You, you hit one between your legs. Oh, man. You're, there's a smile just. You hit a right smash. They return it right back. You're just like, oh, boy. <laughs> no. Here we go. <laughs> We're in for it now. We're volleying now, <laughs> boys and girls. Well, thanks, boys and girls, for joining us. Yes, thank you. This has been the Volleys of History. This is Jared. And this is Ryan. We love you all very much. Thank you. And, and adios. Adios. Oh, dude, you have to say it. Say it again. Say it in nice and clear for us. Adios.